Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Welcome again to Romans chapter 5. We're getting a little bit of a summary here in some ways. Uh, this is one of those passages in Romans that gets taken out and, and used all the time. We, we talk about it, we quote it. A lot of us can, can you know, quote from memory this passage. Um, so it's really, really wonderful stuff. Uh, chapter 5, verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were completely bereft of any personal strength or substance, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous cause. Though for something truly noble, perhaps someone might be ready to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we've now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from the wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Well, we were powerless. The word is asthenia. It's that that utter lying on the bed, can't move weakness. It's like palliative care. Um, the, the times that I think I've sort of experienced something like this is with a really bad dose of man flu. When you're just lying there and you've got nothing, you know, you can't move. It's just, uh, and you know, if you know, whatever happens next, someone else is going to have to do it. That's, that's the state. Paul says we were in before God, utterly flogged out, bereft of any possibility of making even a good move. We didn't have energy to think, to act, to do. We just cacked us. That's where this whole thing starts from, he says. And then Jesus comes in and changes things. He, while we can do nothing, while we're lying there just going, Jesus changes our status. He makes us right with God. He, he changes us somehow from the inside out that we would stop being the enemies of God and start to become friends. And not only changes our status, but he changes our state, changes us so that we start to live out this change of identity that we have. And so other people start to see it. We start to see it. And, and life takes on more maturity, more character, more godliness. And I love that thing, just reminding we were saved from the wrath. It's not the wrath of God usually, it's the wrath. It's that stalking consequence of getting it wrong. Just always waiting for the next thunderclap. Always, you know, it's a lovely day. Now watch someone come and muck it up. That's the wrath. And that, of course, extends into the next life where the wrath, that principle, it's a you know, I don't want to say it's like karma because that's a whole, that is actually a different thing. But it's that sort of, yeah, 
unthinking, uncaring consequence of bad behavior, of bad thinking, of, of selfishness that just stalks us. And, and ultimately, it will catch us in the next life and will bear its consequences there too. We are saved from the wrath. It's that principle that just says, you know, bad things will happen if you mess this up. That gets broken for us. We're no longer subject to that. We are now subject to the blessing of God. And we can live in a more optimistic state, believing that out of that well of living water that's in us, good things will flow. Good things will happen. Excuse me. Sorry. So the last thing I want to say is this. God's own love, it sort of emphasizes God's own love, the Father's own love. Jesus comes to show us that God always loved humanity. Always. Always has, always will. Always reaching out to us. We've been set free to our own devices. But even in that, we are loved and we are sought and we are cherished and we are hunted down by God to love us. We resist, we keep truth, the, the knowledge of this bound up in our sinful behaviours, the way we keep damaging one another and damaging ourselves. We hide from this and we hide it. That doesn't change the fact that God isn't constantly following us around, trying to find ways to get through to show us his love in Christ. I was talking to someone who's newish to the Christian faith recently and they said, oh, I've read the whole Bible. It's almost like there are two gods. It's it's like this this God who is you know immediate consequences and slap on the head and you know and then there's Jesus and it's just it's like what is going on with that? This says whatever's going on with that, look to Jesus. Jesus is the proof of the fundamental nature of God that we are loved, we are cherished. I'm still doing a lot of thinking about the Bible and how I understand it and so on and on. But the simple thing is we are Christians. We are Christ's. We look to him. So whatever else is going on, whatever other data is available, read it through the lens of Christ. That lens will always bring us back to the love of God. Let's come to God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today for the knowledge of God in Christ. We thank you, God, that the concept of you as vengeful, as hateful, as violent and vicious sometimes really doesn't add up to a hill of beans when we look at Jesus. Oh, we see justice. We see consequences for sin. But we see a heart that, while that is the nature of things, wants to save us from that. So, Lord, thank you that while we were asthenic, while we were lying there, flogged out, you found us. And Lord, thank you that you have delivered us from that stalking wrath, that principle of ah, just everything getting in a knot, of nothing working, of good reasons for pessimism, of Murphy's Law. Lord, you have delivered us from that to a new creation where good things happen where out of the abundance of your spirit in us, 
abundant life can flow. And Lord, we remember again what you said, what you believe is what you have, who you are. Lord, we want to put our faith in that we have been delivered from the wrath. God, thank you. Thank you. Help us get a hold of that, Lord, and start to act and live out of a faith that we are now under the blessing. If God is for us, who could be against us? And Lord, lastly, thank you for the revelation of love in Christ. Lord, it goes so far beyond what's good and what's bad. We were bad. It's that simple. And you took action. Lord, help us to walk today worthily of this. Father, help us not to knot our brows and try to be full theological and, and try to work out how, how all this stuff works. Lord, help us to be Jesus' people who look to him and understand God is good. People are loved. I'm part of the mission to bring that love to others in whatever way I can. And so, Father, as you sanctify us, as we are changed in status, change our state, God, make us to be better, bigger, more generous, more decent, more kind, more gracious people ourselves. And Father, let our lives be a touch point for heaven on earth for other people. Lord, thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I guess a good blessing would be, we were aesthetic. We were lying there flogged out. Jesus has healed us. Let's stand up and walk forward in, in strength. See you in the morning. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.